1: And a very good Monday morning to you, April 25th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend as we begin the last week of April.
2: The last week of April, and it is raining just like I think the first day of April came in. We are, somebody was telling me that we are really close uh to be the rainiest April on record.
1: All right, let's go. Let's get it. Here we go.
2: Oh you got that. What is it?
1: <laughs> no, I'm on I'm on it. Let's get it. Oh, more rain. Ready. Let's get that more record. Rain. I that's think right. it was
2: like three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Uh is what it's gonna take to get us over the top. So we'll see. We're already like in the top five already. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think we can do it. There's uh, a little bit more weather coming <laughs> this week. It I is very that. quite possible. It's
1: kind of a shower week. that's a tough word for me to say shower week. Showery, showery, showery week ahead, so we could get it. It's not going to be like it doesn't look like heavy rain throughout the week, but just kind of that drizzle. So whether or not we get it, but let's go, let's get it.
2: I think we can do it. We got to make April's got to make a name for itself. April two thousand twenty-two. Why not be the rainiest, wettest uh, on record? Sure. Why not? Why not? Absolutely.
1: But it is amazing to think that come let's see here, let me look at the calendar. Come Sunday, May first oh so how about that
2: i'm ready for it it's been yeah only
1: 30 days in april by the
2: way okay you know we had that whole thing i cannot remember the the number of days in a month without going do that little rhyme 30 days has september april yeah. june and november and
1: november all right
2: 30 there's not there's 31 days in may correct I thought you said thirty.
1: No, I said there's thirty days in April.
2: Oh, okay. Only thirty days. Thirty days. To September, April. That's right. Yeah. And June.
1: So I'm saying May. November. May first is Sunday coming up. <laughs> a week from yesterday is oh, May first. That's right. How are okay. you? How's, oh how's, gosh, how's I had a full
2: weekend. Obviously, I needed more of a day off for, to <laughs> to rest. No, I I. Filled my weekend up. It was it was really great. Got to see some friends. They're moving away. We had a gathering. A little. We all had our uh, our boots and plaid on because they're moving to Texas. So we spent some time with them. And then yesterday, a little wedding work and some uh, food tasting, which is always kind Ooh, of a yeah. nice thing to do when you're getting ready Count to me in on that. Plan a party. Oh yeah. Well, I I would have been your official is,
1: food tester.
2: We got Called a me great over. chef. Yeah, he did a good job. Made us a nice meal and. We said yes, and he said no, 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 no. These are your options. You're not getting all of them <laughs> Yes,
1: it. we'll have all of them.
2: <laughs> so, Take them It all. was a lot of fun, though. Yeah, but how about you? You ready for this week?
1: Uh, yeah, I was Beautiful a nice weekend. day yesterday. Oh, 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 oh man, let me tell you, was out for a walk yesterday. Just the sweet smell of spring flowers in the air, the sunshine, in shorts. Not hasn't been a lot of time to be in shorts this month, but uh, it was a shorts day yesterday t-shirt just loving it nice beautiful got the yard mode on friday which meant i didn't have to do as much yard work over the weekend so mm, loved yesterday i did not get as
2: much uh yard work done as i had hoped to at the start you have all these hopes i'm notorious for having all of these plans and things i want to do all goes to the wayside
1: I try to make Friday, if I can, this time of year, kind of my yard work day oh, really? when I get home from work, because that way I don't have to do as much over the weekend, which frees me up to do other things All right. that uh, I want to do.
2: Like go out like to off eat.
1: And go for a walk.
2: Oh, go for a walk. Yeah, there you and, go. And
1: those things. So yeah, so it turned out to be beautiful. Saturday was nice, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, the was whole weekend was beautiful.
1: We timed out it perfectly because come about Friday noon, it started to clear up, and then Saturday and Sunday, gorgeous. So, And here we are on Monday. With, raining again. Raining again. So timing-wise, it couldn't have worked out better. So I'm happy about that. What do you have coming up this morning, by the well,
2: way? Well, this was a big story, actually. On Friday, final preparations were underway for a weekend open of a new upscale Mexican restaurant in Vancouver. And those plans... And up in flames oh no crazy story yeah i want to talk about this everybody was i think kind of following this in the vancouver side of the river yeah really crazy story what mm. happened here so i'll have more of was that, that on
1: the new waterfront area there or? it is not no oh, this okay. was actually
2: on main street in downtown vancouver
1: okay yeah. yeah yeah i'm sorry to hear that speaking of nice weather hopefully this coming weekend will be nice because for the first time in two years university of portland Going to have commencement for its graduates. So we'll hear from Dan Christofferson join us over at the U of P. So looking forward to that.
2: Oh, so we got a great show ahead for you on this rainy Monday morning. Let's start with Sarah Hart and Joy in These Bones. You're listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mm-hmm.
3: As I've tried.
1: Sarah Hart and joy in these bones. 709 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on this Monday morning, April 25th. Well, we're going to talk about letting go of your fear with author Gary Zimick. That comes up right after the forecast.
4: online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665.
5: This is Brother Louis Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart to Mary, I offer you my prayers works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
6: Matra Day Radio wants to thank you for making our recent Spring share a big success. We appreciate you bringing a spirit of great renewal to our community by helping more souls encounter Jesus during this inspiring week filled with joy and prayerful generosity. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Day Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro & Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shaw Ministry, and The Coffee Man, George Galati. If you miss Motherday Radio Spring Share-a-thon, you can still help more souls encounter Jesus by making your gift now at motherdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Motherday Radio. 712 in
1: Mater Day Radio. Well, after a beautiful weekend, here come the showers again this week. About a 70% chance of rain today. High of 60 degrees. That'll decrease the 30% chance tonight. Low of 44. And then, yeah, about a 50-60% chance of showers. Kind of right on through to Wednesday. Highs in the mid-50s.
2: Currently, it is 54 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic School in Vancouver.
1: And it is 54 degrees at St. Stephen's Church in Portland.
2: We've all had that feeling in the pit of our stomach. Something doesn't feel right. And maybe you move quickly from anxiety to fear. And then does that fear stop you from relying on God and your faith to pull you through? Well, you don't have to live in fear if you truly believe that God will help you with anything that life sends your way. Well, in his new book, Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus, life's stormy times, Gary Zimmick will help you reach for God's hope. Gary is with me this morning to talk a little bit more about it. Hello, Gary. Welcome back to the show.
7: Brenda, it's always great to be on with you. Thank you so much for the invitation.
2: Well, Gary, I think in order to overcome fears, you need to understand what it is. So, Gary, can you help us kind of give us a ground base on understanding fear and its purpose?
7: Yeah, and you know, the thing about fear is fear is an emotion. It's something given to us by God. It's something we can't directly control. Oftentimes, I speak a lot about worry, and people confuse worry and fear, but they're really two different things. Fear is a response. It's a belief. It's a response to the belief that we are in danger for any number of different reasons. Now, sometimes it's legitimate that we're afraid, and that's when God gave us this emotion of fear so that we can take steps to avoid doing something that might get us in trouble. So fear can be useful, but other times our fears can be excessive. We can be afraid when we when we really shouldn't be, you know, when it comes to trusting in God or something. So really what this book is about, it's learning to recognize fear as a God-given emotion and respond in the correct way. And my hope with the book also is that When the reader gets finished the book, they'll understand that many times we're afraid when we really shouldn't be, because we have a Father in Heaven who is absolutely in control.
2: Well, Gary, then all of us, and I can say really as humans, that's an emotion that we feel. It is a gift from God, so it's not bad. But did Jesus Himself feel fear too then?
7: You know, that's a really good point, and I've been asked that before, and and I'm always hesitant to go into that, to answer that too much, but what I'll say this, is that on the night before he died, is that Jesus was obviously extremely troubled about what he was about to undergo, and my feeling on that is that Jesus trusted his Father completely. There's no doubt about that. He, he and the Father's will were one, but in his humanity... Jesus was reacting to his upcoming death and the suffering, the weight of all that suffering that was going to be on him, by sweating blood and by praying to his Father, Father, if it be your will, take this suffering away from me, but ultimately not my will, but your will be done. So in doing so, Jesus allowed himself to, to experience this emotion of dread. I think dread is a, is a more appropriate thing to, to call it. than than fear necessarily, but I'm sure there was some element of fear involved. He allowed himself to experience this so he could give us the example of what we can do when we're afraid.
2: Well, if you want to learn more, Gary Zimmick's new book is called Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in Life's Stormy Times. It is out by Ave Maria Press. Gary's joining me today as we talk a little bit more about this. Well, Gary, you know, at times I feel like God looks at us and just kind of smiles and pats us on the head and says, they're there. I think that happened with the apostles a lot. You know, they were with Jesus right there, able to touch him. And yet they were still afraid. For instance, the story of the boat on the stormy waters. So how can we, who don't get to touch Jesus the way the apostles did, how do we rely on God when we feel like Maybe not even with
7: us. You know, that's a great question. I'm really glad you asked me that, Brenda, because here's here. I think we fall into this trap sometimes of technically, no, we can't touch Jesus in the flesh as the apostles did, and as you mentioned, they were still afraid. Even, but they had to learn what he could do. They were they were he was developing a relationship with them. In uh, in this book, I discuss both of the storms at sea, as detailed in the Gospels. And in both cases, Jesus was trying to increase their faith. But, you know, I think what I need to remember, because I forget this constantly, is that I can encounter that same Jesus that the apostles did through the Eucharist, through prayer. He's still alive. And it's so easy to forget that because I can't see his body with my eyes, I'm constantly forgetting how real he is, how he's with me, and how he's bigger than than my problems. And I've Brenda, I've accepted this. This is going to be a lifelong journey for me and for all of us, really, to, to try to break free from fear and to, to learn to trust the Lord more. It, it's something we're going to be working on for the rest of our lives, some of us more than others.
2: Oh, for sure, Gary. And also you talk about how, well, the antidote for having fear is also hope. Now, How can we rely yeah. on hope to help us through when it feels like it's a pretty dark time out there?
7: Yeah, and that's, that's I think, the main reason I wrote this book, is to help people who are in the middle of the storm realize that it might look hopeless now, but it looked hopeless to the apostles at the time. There is always hope when you invite the Lord into your situation, when you invite Him to become active in your storm. I always say, when I speak, when I write, it will get better. I can't always promise externally the circumstances will change, because sometimes it doesn't. But when you invite Jesus into your storm, when you go to him, as the apostles did, and say, Lord, save us, we're drowning, however you want to say it, he will somehow do something to make it better. And oftentimes that just begins with that interior peace that that feels so good, even though the storm might still be raging.
2: Well, Gary Zimek is a Catholic speaker and the best-selling author of a number of books, including Give Up Worry for Lent. Let Go of Anger and Stress, and he's joining me today to talk about his new book, Let Go of Your Fear. Well, this is a great resource. And again, the, the wonderful thing I love about it is sometimes you fear picking up another book because you think, how can I have any more time to try to learn right. something new? This is small, it is concise, yeah. and it's really meant to be used. It's a resource you say for an individual or a group. So tell our listeners, let's crack open these pages and explain to them how they can use this book.
7: You know, Brenda, I'm glad you said that about the book being easy to use. I, I'm I'm somebody who has a stack of books, all you know, have multiple stacks oh, of books. Oh, me too. And I'm always, right? I'm always juggling. And I wanted this to book, book to be very easy to use. And And essentially what I do is on the second night of my parish missions, when I give my Give Up Worry for Lent parish mission, I spend the second night talking about these two storms on the Sea of Galilee. The first one, Jesus is in the boat with the Apostles. The second one, they're off on their own. He comes and joins them walking on the water. So these are two different storms, and I went through it verse by verse in this book. One chapter, I've been pretty much stuck to one verse per chapter. The chapters are short, and I just look at what happened with the Apostles. They're in the storm. They didn't know what to do. They thought they were drowning. They turned to Jesus, he calmed the storm and they learned something essentially both of these storms have this, this similar elements to them and i went through it and basically verse by, by verse and and tried to highlight to anybody reading the book look it looks bad in this storm but look look at what happened at any one point things look really bleak for the apostles but in the end things worked out for the best so in our case if, if somebody's in the storm and they're reading the book they have to understand that that's a snapshot at any one point in time. These snapshots of the apostles in the storm looked very, very bad because in our case, our storms are not over yet. So the story's incomplete. So my my goal is to give the reader hope by letting them understand that your storm is not finished yet. Let's give the Lord a chance to work.
2: Oh, it's absolutely perfect. And then each chapter you take on those moments You give them some reflection questions and, of course, a prayer at the end of each section. It's a wonderful book. Again, it's called Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in Life's Stormy Times. Gary, well, our listeners are going to want to get a copy. Where can they find a copy of your book? Also, more of your resources.
7: Brenda, the easiest thing for anybody listening to do is to go right to my website, followingthetruth.com. They can find the book there. They can find access to all of my resources or they can find out how to invite me to their parish to speak.
2: Sounds good. Well, hopefully your travels will uh, get you to the Pacific Northwest. We would look forward to that very much. Gary, thank you so much for your time today.
7: My pleasure, Brenda. God bless you. Keep up the great work.
2: Oh, thank you. You too. And again that is Gary Zimick the name of the book Let Go of Your Fear Choosing to Trust Jesus in Live Stormy Times again it is out by Ave Maria Press I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Gary's page find his resources and also get a copy of the book for yourself you're going to find that link on the podcast of this interview on the Hail Mary Media app or on our webpage materdayradio.com
1: it is 723 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you this Monday morning. You just heard about it the Hail Mary Media app. More than 1,000 happy customers have now downloaded that app. It is a free download. You can find all the information on our webpage. You can have access to exclusive audio, tune into live broadcasts on Mater Day Radio, sign up for customized prayer reminders all of this on the hail mary media app find out more on our website at materdayradio.com
4: support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Too often, we let people's actions determine
8: our reactions. Stop living that way. It only makes you unstable and miserable. Listen, if you have a bad boss, work with a smile, because he deserves that? No, because you do. God's calling you to be a joyful person today. If you're cut off on the freeway, wave with all five fingers. God's calling you to be a witness, even if that other driver isn't. If you have a kid who's driving you crazy, do extra to show how much you love her, because that's the kind of parent you're called to be. No one gets to dictate the kind of person you are except God. That's not being a pushover. That's real power. It's the kind of power Jesus showed us when he was tried and crucified and still loved those who were killing him. Their actions didn't determine his reactions. God is love and he acted out of who he is, not who they were. And that's how we're called to be. Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris from reallifecatholic.com.
2: Hi, it's Brenda from Mater Day Radio's The Morning Blend. Did you know that you can evangelize the faith through your family's everyday purchases? Whether it's an online order from Amazon or picking up groceries at Fred Meyer's, you'll support Mater Day Radio when you shop for the cause. It's easy to get started. For details and other ways to give, visit materdayradio.com and help us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: The morning blend with David and Brenda—a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio.
1: 726 at Mater De Radio, and high-ranking U.S. officials visit Ukraine. We'll have the details in the news.
2: And it was supposed to be a great weekend for family and friends of a new upscale Mexican restaurant set to open. Those plans have been put on hold. Fire just nearly destroys the entire building. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in the news. Here is Ricky Vasquez, House of Cards. You're listening to The Morning Blend right here at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
1: That is Ricky Vasquez and House of Cards, 730 at Monterey Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news, in an Easter message to the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, Pope Francis expressed hope that the Holy Spirit would make a true peacemaker, especially for war-torn Ukraine. In a letter published on April 24th on the Moscow Patriarch's website, the Pope wrote, May the Holy Spirit transform our hearts and make us true peacemakers, especially for war-torn Ukraine, so that the great Easter passage from death to new life in Christ may become a reality for the Ukrainian people who long for a new dawn that will end the darkness of war. Vatican news said that the Easter greeting was sent not only to Patriarch Kirill of Moscow and to all Russia, but also to the heads of other Eastern churches that celebrate Easter according to the Julian calendar. Pope Francis announced last week that the Vatican had canceled plans for a June summit with Patriarch Kirill in Jerusalem. The Pope said that his relationship with Kirill was very good, but in quotes, our diplomacy understood that a meeting of the two of us at this time could cause a lot of confusion. End quote. The new documentary highlighting the transformative power of the Holy Eucharist will be debuting for one day only in more than 700 theaters across the United States today. Filmmaker Lucia Gonzalez tells you a little
9: bit about this film. It's a very special documentary, uh, it's a um, movie uh, testimonial uh, about, as you say, uh, five people, uh, one of them is a marriage and the other one are young people who were, who were in the beginning uh, atheists and something uh, happened in, in their lives some years ago uh, and, and going to an uh, Eucharistic adoration their, la- their lives changed in, in a moment.
2: Well, tickets for the 90-minute-long Spanish-language documentary, which is subtitled in English, can be bought through the movie's content distributor in the United States, that's Fathom Events, and the same company that brought the Christian video series The Chosen to theaters for its Christmas special. And you can search for the nearest theaters by showing uh, showing the film by going to Fathom's homepage and searching alive. Oh, that's nice.
1: U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin traveled to the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv over the weekend where they met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, making them the highest-level U.S. officials to have traveled to the country since the Russian invasion began in late February. The meeting came as Ukrainians attempted to celebrate one of their most important holidays of the year yesterday, Orthodox Easter. Blinken said during the meeting that U.S. diplomats would return to Ukraine this week. Meantime, there are reports that Russian forces struck five railway stations in central and western Ukraine on Monday morning. Russian forces have made only minor advances in eastern Ukraine, but authorities in the country's south-central region have warned Moscow may be planning a new offensive there.
2: Well, large indoor sparklers caused uh, $277,000 in damage to Diosa, a new upscale Mexican restaurant in downtown Vancouver, Thursday afternoon after a spark ignited ceiling decorations while about 60 people were inside. Vancouver Fire Marshal Heidi Scarpelli said she issued $500 citation to the operator of the Pyrotechnic Company that installed six cold spark machines which shoot titanium alloys six to seven feet into the air like a sparkler without a permit. Owner Jorge Castro said they plan to use the machines for the restaurant's grand opening and the company he hired was testing them Thursday. Now, Vancouver firefighters responded at around noontime to the restaurant after someone inside called 911. Now, everyone was out of the restaurant when firefighters arrived, according to Vancouver Fire spokesman Raymond Egan. He said crews quickly extinguished the fire and prevented it from spreading beyond the restaurant. The restaurant was scheduled to open tomorrow castro said friday he's waiting for the experts to assess all of the damage before setting a new opening date but promised they'd work as quickly as possible to be ready for customers now i have seen this restaurant it used to be jorge's uh tequila factory i think it was on main street in vancouver it was a you know kind of a fun spot to go to on the weekends they closed down during covid uh and then completely redid the restaurant was all set to open and I've right. kind of been following that now this company um owner Jorge Castro also owns Dos Salas which is the new Mexican restaurant uh, on the Vancouver waterfront oh, okay so it was going to have a little bit different feel if you've ever been to Dos Salas, it's very I don't know bright in Las mm-hmm. Vegas this one was going to supposed to have a very kind of easy Mexican coastal kind of feel to right. it so hopefully they'll reopen yeah, very soon
1: sorry to hear that well, it is a big weekend coming up on the Bluff as the University of Portland hosts its first in-person graduation ceremony in two years, pandemic shutting things down since 2019. In fact, there will be several commencement ceremonies held in the Child Center.
10: Yeah, so um, Saturday, April 30th, we're going to honor our Air Force and Army RFCs uh, with commissioning ceremony, and then we'll have the School of Nursing. And then Sunday, May 1st, we'll graduate our other, all of our other schools, Business, Engineering, College of Arts and Sciences and Education. We have a uh, special commencement speaker for the nursing program, Marla Salmon. Dr. Marla Salmon from uh, University of Washington. She's the former dean of the UW uh, Nursing School. So she'll be sharing her wisdom with graduating uh, nursing students.
1: Dan Christofferson is the public affairs director at the University of Portland. He says another one of the commencement speakers will be pilot alum and actor Kunal Nayar. In 2007, Nayar landed a lead role in the CBS sitcom The Big Bang Theory, which ran until 2019. Nayar graduated from U of P in 2003 with a degree in Business Administration. He also tried his hand in acting at the school, which didn't turn out too bad for him.
2: It sounds like it. What a great long-running show. Yeah. Well, after more than a century, the debate over who owns... The eastern half of Mount Adams and more than 120,000 acres in southwestern Washington is over. Last week, the U.S. Supreme Court decided it would not consider a land dispute case between the Confederated Tribes and Bands of the Yakima Nation, Cliquitat County. Cliquitat County wanted the Supreme Court to hear the case and overturn a 2021 decision by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, the Ninth Circuit ruled against the county last summer, arguing that the nearly 200 square miles of disputed land has formally been part of the Yakima Nation since the mid-1800s when the nation signed a treaty with the U.S. Now, the formerly disputed territory known as Track D makes up a relatively small percentage of the 1.1 million acre Yakima Indian Reservation, but it is still sizable. The land is vaguely triangular with a northern corner at Mount Adams, a southern corner less than 15 miles north of the Oregon border, and a southeastern corner 15 miles northwest of Goldendale. Hmm. They got a portion of that mountain now.
1: In sports, second-ranked Oregon State sits alone in first place in the Pac-12 baseball standings. This after the Beavers swept Washington in a three-game weekend series in Corvallis. Sunday's 7-1 win over the Huskies secured their first-place position over Stanford and Oregon. Now, the 10th-ranked Ducks were tied with Oregon State but lost two of three to Washington State, including Sunday's 8-7 defeat, Oregon hosts the Beavers in a non-conference midweek game tomorrow. And a big weekend for University of Portland baseball. The Pilots swept Pacific in a three-game home series, which wrapped up yesterday with a 5-3 Portland win at Joe Etzel Field. Beautiful weekend for baseball, that's for sure.
2: Absolutely. Well, the visions she had later be defined as the Divine Mercy Devotion and inspired St. John Paul II to establish Divine Mercy Sunday on the second Sunday after Easter. Well, on December 16th, 1936, St. Faustina wrote in her diary about how she offered her day for Russia. Here's what she wrote. I have offered this day for Russia. I have offered all my sufferings and prayers for that country. After Holy Communion, Jesus said to me, I cannot suffer that country any longer. Do not tie my hands, my daughter. I understood that if it had not been for the prayers of souls that are pleasing to God, that whole nation would have already been reduced to nothingness. Oh, how I suffer for that nation which has banished God from its borders. Well, this entry was only a few days after Joseph Stalin signed the Constitution of the Soviet Union December 5th, 1936. Now, during the same year, Stalin began what would later be called the Great Purge. Well, 750,000 people were killed for their opposition to the government. Well, the good news, Jesus' divine mercy triumphs over all the prayers of souls that are pleasing to God and can help turn the tide in any war and even convert the hearts, the leaders in Russia. Uh, we most definitely yeah. pray. That was a long message I heard uh, in mass yesterday too. those of you who were able to hear these messages of divine mercy. So many prayed that chaplet three o'clock. And remember, you can do that every day right here at Mater Dei Radio. Oh,
0: what's it's time to find out what's going, what's going on? on in our Catholic what's community. On?
2: Coming up tomorrow, beginning at 10 o'clock, running all day, it is American Red Cross Blood Drive at The Grotto. There is a dangerously low supply of blood right now, so please consider donating blood if you are able to. You can register on the American Red Cross Cross website. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, or the Hail Mary media app.
1: Ashley Mishike of True North Retirement Advisors is going to join us after the forecast. We're going to talk some retirement options. Stay with us.
6: Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son,
8: and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
6: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadio.com.
1: for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members including Catholic Charities of Oregon answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933 Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org
0: you want to live a truly authentic catholic life this is deacon harold burke sivers and monday nights at seven thirty, ken helenius and i team up for living stones this dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with christ and his church with practical ways that you can grow in faith participate more fully in the liturgy and practice charity towards all join us for living stones monday nights at seven thirty on modern day e-radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life
2: 44 here at monster day radio well after a beautiful weekend we're back to work and school with showers this morning but rain amounts gonna be fairly light today we're gonna see scattered showers though throughout the day with highs in the upper 50s then overnight rain continues with lows getting us back down to the lower 40s so then looking ahead tomorrow the rain continues and another possibility they say maybe some hail or snow uh, excuse me, hail or thunder. No snow. No <laughs> snow. Holy cow. Uh, and then we're only going to reach to the mid-50s tomorrow. And it looks like for the whole week, it's going to be mostly cloudy. Not too many sunbreaks happening at all.
1: All righty. 50 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Eugene.
2: And 51 degrees at St. John's Catholic Church, Yamhill.
1: Well, with tax season wrapping up, a lot of folks may have their personal finances on their minds. Well, what about the people who have retired or are thinking about retirement? It's a big step to take, especially if you've worked all your life. Well, to help us take a look at our retirement goals is Ashley Michique. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a valued member of Motrade day Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. Good
11: morning, David. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, always great to talk with you. Did you have a nice Easter? I did.
11: It was a very joyful Easter. I even dressed my 18-month-old up as a, a bunny rabbit.
1: So <laughs> That's wonderful. Did you get a little Easter egg hunting in? Oh, yes. That's always so fun to do, especially with the little ones. Yeah. Well, let's talk retirement. You know, for many folks, that sounds like a wonderful idea after working all their lives, but maybe for others, a little scary to think about. Will there be enough money for living expenses? Can I stay active? Do you kind of hear some of those joys and concerns when you talk to people about retirement?
11: Oh, yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of anticipation and excitement to kind of move on to the next phase of life, but then also a lot of uh, unknowns and a lot of questions as well.
1: Well, exactly so, and that's why we're talking to you about that. You can help us navigate some of those concerns and joys. So I guess let's look at it from this standpoint first. You're 1 year away from retirement. How should you start planning for retirement? What what should you prioritize when time is, you know, running?
11: Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can do when you have a long runway of maybe five years or more, but when you have, what do you do when you have a few months left? And so we have to understand that, you know, time goes really fast. So there's only a limited number of things that we can do if, if you have just a few more months or a year left until retirement. And I think a lot of it just comes down to better understanding what your spending is going to be in the early years of retirement. So a big one is calculating, the cost of health care. Even if you retire at 65 or older when you're, when you're covered by Medicare, it's not free. You're still going to have out-of-pocket costs. And, and I find that a lot of people still don't really quite understand what that out-of-pocket cost is going to look like on a monthly or yearly basis. So just calculating the cost of health care and making sure that you incorporate that into your budget will help a lot. And then sort of the bigger picture would be calculating your total expenses. So understanding, you know, how much are you currently spending on just the necessities, gas, groceries, you know, mortgage payment or rent, and, and just what are your spending needs on a monthly basis? And then you can back into, well, I know what my Social Security is going to be. I know what my portfolio could sustain as far as withdrawals or other income sources, maybe if you're lucky enough to have a pension. So the goal is to make sure that your expenses in retirement are going to be well covered by your various sources of income that you have.
1: Do you have any ideas, or I, this may be very varied as you look at it, but as far as your health insurance or if you're, if you're using Medicare, what the general out-of-pocket expense is, or is it really, again, varied?
11: It does vary quite a bit, but if you're um, if you're a married couple and you're both covered by Medicare, most of the time when I look at this with clients, I find that it's usually around maybe eight to twelve thousand a year is what we budget for uh, total healthcare expenses. So that's everything. That's you know uh, premiums and extra extras and things like that. So I would say about a thousand a month. Um, for most people, but it is based on um, other factors as well. So where you live, so in Oregon, uh, it's going to be different than someone who lives in a different state, and then b- your income also has an influence on what that total out-of-pocket expense is going to be.
1: Right. Ashley Michike, she is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors and member of Matri-Day Radio's Leadership Circle. So do you ever talk to folks who have they've gotten into retirement They've been retired maybe four or five, six months, and it's all of a sudden they're like, oh boy, you know, this is a little bit more expensive than what I thought. I don't quite have the finances I thought I would have. Do you ever run into that? Thanks for
11: it doesn't happen very often but it does happen and interestingly enough i just read an article yesterday or the day before that said about 3% of the people who had previously retired in 2020 2021 have actually returned to the workforce so it's not a high percentage of people who go back to work but it is a meaningful amount of people who for a variety of reasons and and now it was in the news because inflation is so high right now that that's pushing a lot of people back into uh, the workforce simply because just the basic everyday necessities that they need to buy are uh, quite a bit more expensive than they were just
1: six or 12 months ago. Yeah, it's a great point. You never quite know what's going to happen there inflation-wise and how that is going to affect your pocketbook. So now, one of the things that folks could look at, too, is I'm guessing maybe... Phasing into retirement, maybe kind of part time retiring, if you will, or part time working. Uh, do you run across that?
11: Yes, and actually, it's amazing how much. So, when I first started as a financial advisor about 15 years ago, I had most of my clients when they retired, they went from full time working to full time retired, and there was a sort of uh, sever, you know, right. severance point. Well, now I have so many clients that. Um, will continue working uh, part-time, or maybe they'll they'll continue working for their previous employer, but they'll do so on a more limited part-time basis. Maybe they won't be an employee anymore. They'll be a contractor. I've had some clients who have decided they want to drive Uber. I've had right. clients who, um, you know, very part-time. Maybe I have a client who's a fitness instructor. So just a lot of variety of clients who have not necessarily um, because they have to work, but because they understand the benefits of continuing to stay active and to stay busy. And they like working. Yeah. And uh, the key is to just, do so at a pace that makes sense for you and your lifestyle, and but but it's a great way to supplement your income, especially if it could uh, help you delay filing for Social Security or delay taking some of your portfolio withdrawals. You know, the longer you can delay some of those things, the the better off you're going to be in retirement.
1: Well, I could really see that as far as not wanting to tap into your social security, just yet. Obviously, the longer you wait, the better it is as as you get older as far as what you'll collect from social security. So, with that, what happens if you have folks who decide they're going to continue to work part-time but then also decide to take social security? You're also you could do that as well, I'm assuming.
11: You could. There, You get into this uh, tricky area, though, because your Social Security becomes taxable based on what your other sources of income are, and the threshold for when it does become taxable is pretty low. Mm. So it's just important to understand how one decision about working might influence your Social Security, you know, the net check that you get after taxes on that.
1: Right, and I I hear, too, where a lot of people, one of the things they can continue to do if the employer will do this is they can continue to get medical insurance through their employer, even at working at part-time.
11: Yes, that's like hitting the jackpot. (laughs) Yes. And, and the hard part about that is a lot of employers, especially these days, you know, you have to be working more than part time at, you know, maybe 30, 35 hours a week to still qualify for, for medical benefits, but that's not always the case. Um, and so if you are blessed enough to be able to continue on your uh, health insurance through your work, even at working a reduced schedule, uh, yeah, that that is that is the best case scenario that one could hope for. And I, I know so many clients who they're in their early sixties, and the only reason that they're still working is because it's just way too expensive for them to go out and get private health insurance before they're covered by Medicare. So once you're sixty-five and you're covered by Medicare, the decision gets a little bit easier. Um, but if you want to retire prior to that, or even kind of downshift your schedule and move to part time, it's a lot harder to do that just because health insurance costs like I said it was maybe 8 to 12,000 a year for most people it's right. like double that if you're trying to uh plug that gap between when you retire and when you're covered with uh by Medicare.
1: Well, it sounds to me again the whole key here is some pre-planning with your budget and what you know you can do with your finances.
11: Exactly.
1: Ashley Michique, CEO of True North Retirement Advisors and member of Mater De Radio's Leadership Circle. Ashley, great thoughts about retirement. Always great to talk with you.
11: Thank you, David.
1: Have a blessed day.
2: And it is 7.54 here at Not Monster Day Radio. Another great interview with lots of important information. Yeah, for sure. Boy, every year that goes by, I start to really think about that retirement time. And that takes a lot of time and effort to put into that. And boy, True North definitely would be there to help advise you along the way. If you want to listen to that again or want to find out more information, head over to our webpage because that interview is going to be made into a podcast. Right after the show, you can listen to it from the Hail Mary media app or from our webpage and download it and send it to a friend if you want to do that. Find out more information at MontereyRadio.com.
4: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist.
0: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K two three five bf UG, and streaming at moderndayradio.com.
12: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the Rosary daily and practicing the First Saturday Devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com.
1: Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at
0: materderadio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757
1: at Mater Day Radio, and the leading death causes in the U.S. New data is out. We'll have it for you in the news.
2: And three times after the resurrection, Jesus said, Peace be with you. I'll tell you those right after Alatea's Saint of the Day
13: this is father patrick mary briscoe the editor-in-chief of alatea.org and today i want to talk to you a little bit about saint mark saint mark of course is the author of one of the four gospels the evangelist which means that he lived in the first century that he was one of the first to record the story of the life of jesus saint mark's symbol as maybe you know Kind of captures his mission so i want to begin our reflection about saint mark today on his symbol which is the lion all of the evangelists have a symbol saint john is the eagle saint matthew is the man saint luke is the ox but saint mark is the lion which venice adopted as the symbol of their city actually due to the devotion of saint mark in that city so why is saint mark's symbol the lion well because early on in his gospel We hear the voice of John the Baptist crying out as one in the wilderness. And it was said that John's voice, St. John the Baptist's voice resounded like a lion. So because St. Mark recorded this detail at the beginning of his gospel, Mark's symbol has become that of the lion. According to an ancient tradition, Mark was a disciple of St. Peter. According to the Acts of the Apostles, he accompanied St. Paul on his mission to Cyprus. That can be found in Acts chapter 13, verse five. And he later joined Paul and Barnabas in Antioch. That can be found in Acts chapter 12, verse 25. After a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas, we don't know what Mark did. It seems that Mark and Paul were later reconciled because Paul calls Mark his collaborator during his imprisonment in Rome. So there you can consult Colossians 4.10 and 2 Timothy 4.11. Later traditions tell us that Mark traveled to Alexandria in Egypt where he served as bishop and suffered martyrdom around the year 68. So generally scripture scholars believe that Mark's Gospel is one of the earliest Gospels because of its simplicity. It's very straightforward nature. They believe it was written in Rome because there are many elements of uh, Jewish culture that are absent from it compared to, the other, compared to the other Gospels. So Mark's audience is for non-Jewish Christians uh, around Rome. Again, most scholars believe. In the 9th century, relics of St. Mark were transferred to Venice, we mentioned Venice, where they're still venerated. He's honored as the patron of lawyers and of notaries and of dozens of cities in Italy and throughout Europe. Let us pray today that we would be courageous evangelists like St. Mark. St. Mark, pray for us. This is The Daily Refill, a project of Alatea.org. These are the stories you need to start your day.
2: And that is Alatea Saint of the Day. For more information about the Saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, download our free hey Mary media app. Details, materderadio.com. It's 8 o'clock.
1: And in your news this morning, for the second year in a row, COVID-19 was the third leading cause of death in America, according to provisional data released by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The top cause of death in 2021 was heart disease, followed by cancer. More than one in eight deaths last year had COVID 19 as an underlying cause. That's up from about one in 10 deaths in 2020. Also, COVID 19 death rates remained highest among those ages 85 and older in 2021, what were lower than they were in 2020. Now, more than 415,000 people died from COVID 19 in 2021. Influenza dropped out of the top 10 causes of death last year, while suicide rose to the 10th leading cause of death overall.
2: Well, Pope Francis, in his homily for Divine Mercy Sunday, encouraged everyone, especially priests, to remember the moments in their lives when they have experienced God's forgiveness and the joy and peace that God's forgiveness brings. The Pope urged meditation upon the three times in the Gospels when Jesus uses the greeting, peace be with you. The first of which being Jesus' first encounter with his disciples following the resurrection. The second time Jesus says, peace be with you, is when he gives his disciples the Holy Spirit. And finally, the Pope noted, Jesus says, peace be with you, To the apostle thomas who doubted the lord's resurrection until he was able to put his hands on jesus wounds now divine mercy sunday celebrated the sunday after easter each year was instituted by pope saint john paul ii in the year 2000. saint maria faustina kowalska a 20th century polish nun who received prophetic messages from christ received revelations about the infinite mercy of god coined the Divine Mercy, and her obligation to spread the message to the world as recorded in her diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul. And in an Easter message to the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, Pope Francis expressed hope that the Holy Spirit would make true peacemakers, especially for war-torn Ukraine. In a letter published on April 24th, the Moscow Patriarch's website, the Pope wrote, May the Holy Spirit transform our hearts and make us true peacemakers, especially for war-torn Ukraine, so that the great Easter passage from death to new life in Christ may become a reality for the Ukrainian people who long for a new dawn that will end the darkness of war.
1: Well, it seems to be a movement that is picking up steam. Employees at Starbucks coffee shops across the country are voting to unionize Latest is a flagship store in Seattle. Employees at the Starbucks Reserve Roastery at Pike Street and Melrose Avenue in the Capitol Hill neighborhood voted 38 to 27 to unionize with Workers United. They are the second Starbucks location in Seattle to do so. About two dozen stores have voted to unionize, including a location in Oregon. Now, workers at some licensed Starbucks locations in airports and grocery stores are already unionized. Starbucks has more than 8,000 company-owned stores across the country. Starbucks said in a statement that they will respect the process and will bargain in good faith and hopes that the union does as well.
2: Well, Oregon's best known and largest city, Portland, well, it grew by 5% between 2016 and 2021, slightly more than the state's overall growth at 4.7%. However, Portland's population declined slightly at the end of that five-year span, Migration toward the suburbs and so-called Zoom towns may have contributed to slowing growth in the urban center recently. Oregon cities with 5,000 or more residents in 2021 that enjoyed the most growth of late were led by Estacada, King City, Happy Valley, Redmond, and Madras, which all grew by 23% or more since 2016. Only four cities of 5,000 or more residents lost population in the past five years. The southern Oregon town of Talent dropped to 9%, of course, due to tragic wildfire in the fall of 2020. Others include Coos Bay, La Grande, and Corvallis. Oh, interesting. Not moving out of those, but moving into other areas. Estacada, uh, that goes right at the top of the list. What a great Hmm. city.
1: Are Zoom towns boom towns?
2: Uh, probably so. Uh, yeah. There must be housing and jobs to be had there.
1: So true. Well, in sports, tough match for the Portland Thorns yesterday in Los Angeles, losing to Angel City FC 1-0 nil. Portland was without six players due to COVID-19 protocols. The Thorns needed a win or draw to advance and play rival O.L. Reign in the Challenge Cup Tournament semifinals. That's not going to happen now. So with the loss, Portland turns its attention to next Saturday afternoon as it begins regular season play against the Kansas City Current at Providence Park. This Wednesday, of course, the Thorns and the Timbers will play a co-ed match to raise funds for families in Ukraine.
14: Line. Give me some time. I'm in oh, oh, hey, line.
1: today, mm-hmm. National Telephone Day. So, Brenda, please put that phone down and listen to me.
2: I... Now, now, telephone, cell phone, any means by which you can communicate with somebody else through a, uh, a hearing and, and speaking, uh, that's telephone.
1: That is telephone. So, here's a here's a uh, quiz for you, or at least one question. See okay. if you can get anywhere close to this. All right. Around the world, how many mobile phones do you think there mobile are?
2: Mobile phones. Mobile
1: phones. So okay. That covers a lot of ground around the world. This is globally.
2: I will go with um,
1: the tough question.
2: Yeah. 2.78 billion.
1: There are, according to this figure, 9.82 billion telephones. Nine Nine. Point, 9.82 billion phones.
2: Okay, oh, now see, you're talking about people who might have multiple phones, too. Well, sure. Too. I'm okay. just talking
1: about <laughs> people who have phones.
2: Yeah, well, we've got, every person in our household has a cell phone, and the good deacon, he's got two.
1: Do you still have a landline? No. Okay.
2: That We we just got rid of that yeah. uh, just a few months ago, just before Christmas, I think, uh, because of the amount of robocalls that we were sure. getting. yeah. Working at home during the day, Scott says the phone rings constantly in mm-hmm. the middle of meetings, and people can hear that phone ringing. So, you know, most people, it, it feels like, yeah, there's not too many people that really carry a, a landline anymore.
1: Well, some predicted that landlines would be obsolete by 2020. There are still about 931 million landlines around the world. So they haven't gone okay, away totally. Go away. Yeah.
2: I used to feel like that was an important thing to have in the event of an emergency right. uh, th- to have a landline. But I mean, cell phones are, are pretty commonplace now. So I think, you know, as the years go by, I think there'll be fewer and fewer landlines. I'm pretty Motter sure. Mother Day Radio's got landlines, <laughs> though. We sure do. Well, people may come and go, but moms are forever friends. In fact, seven in 10 Americans said their mom. Their best friend. Well, David, this is just a little story, so that way you know, and all men and children know mm-hmm. that they are on the clock. Mother's Day coming up, just a little bit less than two weeks.
1: When is that, anyway?
2: May eighth. I'm just kidding. I know it is. Yes. Well, a survey of 2,000 adults asked them how they show their appreciation toward the women in their lives who are mothers, and found out a whopping 86 percent of repon- respondents said these women. Are the most hardworking people they know, and seventy percent agree that moms don't get enough credit for all they do. Now, the average person will spend about three hundred dollars on a gift for the special day of Mother's Day to show these moms their appreciation. But two and three agree you don't have to break the bank to show mom a little bit of love. Now, the top presents people prefer getting their moms are personalized items like photo frames or blankets, edible gifts like chocolate or fruit arrangements, or household niceties like a new TV mm. or wine glasses. Okay. that's Those are the top gifts that uh, people like to give. I will say this, though. Many moms probably uh, would just like to spend some quality time. Absolutely. That's what I want to have. Yeah. Just, I want to have their time and attention. Uh, with me that day
1: or you know if somebody would make dinner for you do something nice like that so I it's think great those yeah. are
2: great don't uh, really don't need to spend money at least for this mom okay not know about other moms i'm not going <laughs> to speak for you you know your mom best ask her most moms don't mind being asked according to the poll all right
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
2: And coming up this Friday, beginning at 7 o'clock, is a Janet Sullivan Whitaker and Friends concert at All Saints Parish in Portland. Janet is a singer, teacher, pianist, and composer of music for the church. Free will offering is accepted, and a portion of the proceeds will support those affected by the Ukrainian conflict through Catholic Relief Services and its partners through Caritas, Caritas International Network. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, mozzardayradio.com, or the Hail Mary media app.
1: So who could be the next American saint? You'll find out right after the forecast
4: Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation, through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: God bless. For more prayer resources,
1: please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org.
6: Matre day Radio has a host of reasons to celebrate this Easter season, but we're especially grateful for the more than 1,000 listeners who've downloaded our Hail Mary media app to help them grow closer to Christ with live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary media app also features a stream of Matre day Radio's live broadcast, and podcast of all our original programming, including new shows not available on the radio. Plus, you'll find exciting spring events for the entire family on the community calendar, news from the Catholic Sentinel, and much more. Join the more than 1,000 listeners already enjoying the Hail Mary media app download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatredayRadio.com for all the details. Get it now and celebrate the Easter season in style with Matreday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: It's 814 at Matra Day Radio. 70% chance of rain today, high of 60. About 30% chance tonight, low of 44. And about a 60% chance of rain on Tuesday, a high of 55.
2: It is currently 50 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview, Washington.
1: And 54 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem.
2: We are all called to be saints, and the church will have a vast library of known saints whose lives we try to emulate. But, you know, their life experience from their home countries may not be very similar or very relatable to us here in the United States. But did you know there are many holy people who are on the path to sainthood that serve the needs of America? In his new book, They Might Be Saints, Michael O'Neill tells their stories. Michael is the miracle hunter, and he's joining me today. Good morning, Michael. Thanks so much for joining The Morning Blend.
15: Great. It's great to be with you.
2: Well, first, let's start with the basics. Michael, how does the Pope decide who becomes a saint, and what's this process?
15: Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and I actually dedicated a chapter in the book because that question comes up so often. I think the the best chapters in the books are those that tell the stories of those saints, but people want to know, how does it really happen? And, you know, some people have the idea that somebody whispers in the ear of the Pope or he reads something somewhere and he says, that one looks good, and he just decides to canonize them. But the reality is, is that the process takes uh, years, decades, centuries sometimes mm. in order for them to do all the research on the life of the potential saints and to look for those miracles. So it's, uh, it's a very long process uh, that uh, the church uh, goes through just to make, sure, to make sure they got it just right when they uh, name someone a saint.
2: Well, Michael, here on The Morning Blend, recently we were talking about the life of Dorothy Day and her cause has been open. I think somewhere around 50,000 pages of documents have just been initially submitted. But along with all of the documentation, well, the process is going to include miracles. Why do miracles have to be part of this?
15: It's a great question because uh, when we think about uh, the life, the life of heroic virtue, the life of holiness that the church validates—that's uh, the the first step. So, the idea is is that in these steps, servant of God, which is when the cause starts, uh, venerable when they find the person to be have lived a, a life of virtue. So, in in that in that moment, the church is saying, in our best guess, we think that that person is in heaven. But they say, let's double check to be sure. So they say, let's uh, seek out that person in, for their intercession to prove that they're in heaven with God so that a miracle might, uh, might establish them in heaven. And a second miracle, after they're declared blessed, sort of cements them as a saint. So two miracles are needed to go from blessed to saint, but the concept is, is that they're in heaven interceding for us here on earth, and uh, therefore, by definition, they're then uh, they're them saints.
2: And is the process to prove something was in fact a miracle? How lengthy of a process is that to decide, yes, this thing happened, and it was miraculously healed or changed?
15: Yeah, so I I included a chapter dedicated to miracles in my book, and people call me the miracle hunter, and all all my work is dedicated to the the search for miracles. And I guess perhaps that's why I'm I'm interested in saints in the first place, because of this uh, requirement for miracles. But um, it's an old process that dates back to Prospero Lambertini. He was an Italian cardinal who uh, later became Pope Benedict the Fourteenth, the Pope, and uh, he set out all the rules, and that rule book is still used uh, even today. He was born in the 1600s, but the Church still uses this criteria where they say it must be a serious condition, not liable to go on its own, it must be an instantaneous, complete, and lasting cure, and there can be no medical treatment that relates to the cure. And perhaps even more difficult is that, Well, when I'm in trouble or I need some help, some help from heaven, I pray to all my friends the saints, hoping that someone up there picks up the phone. But when it turns out that a a miracle is being proposed, is being worked through the intercession of a saint, you can't have prayed to John Paul II and Mother Teresa and St. Therese and St. Francis and all your favorite saints. You have to pick just that one potential saint so that the Church exactly knows where the intercession came from. And so uh, it's extra complicated because, you know, uh, people often pray to many saints, but you can pray to one and all your friends and the people around you have to pray to that same saint as well. So uh, when they find any miracle at all, it's a little bit of a miracle in my book.
2: I would agree with that. In his new book, he explains more of this. Michael O'Neill is joining me today. His new book, They Might Be Saints, On the Path to Sainthood in America. Well, let's talk about what we have here in America. First, Michael, do you know how many saints are from America or have been already named as their sainthood or their ministries being done here in the United States?
15: Yeah, there's a a, a number of them. And in the first chapter uh, about uh, the lives of the saints and future saints is dedicated to saints in, in my book. And so there's a handful of them only from America but we're going to see that number uh, increase quite a bit because uh, we have 24 venerables and blessed so people who are on step two and three of the canonization process and people ask the question well how did you decide who made it into your book well I put everybody in the book mm. everybody who's been born in the United States or uh, they live the majority of their life in the United States so those are the people who had a chat who have a chapter dedicated to them in this book so I would say that, you know, in the the years and decades to come, we're going to have a bunch of new saints from the United States.
2: Michael, even beyond that, your book also there in the end has a very quick index of those who could be future saints. And I saw this and I was amazed. There are dozens that could possibly be our future saints, too. How did you find all of these different people?
15: Well, believe it or not, over the the course of, of of the the last years, I've been cataloging all these, and you can find them on my website as well. I've got the two websites, MiracleHunter dot com, and they might be Saints dot com. And uh, I've just been been studying this and tracking these. Uh, they're they're of great interest to me, and I've just been uh, keeping track of them. So I put them in the book so people could have some people uh, to keep their eye on in the future. So um, so it's been it's been a fun fun process for me, sort of uh, staying keeping tabs on these and. This dovetails with my television series, They Might Be Saints on EWTN, which airs on Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, searching for those scripts and coming up with those uh, stories to tell on television, they go right along with the, the book as well. So those two things go right together.
2: Well, Michael, I don't want to pin you down on anything exact, but do you know of a few of our close to saints that you think maybe might be the next American saints in a very short time?
15: It's a great question. And I have a couple favorite picks. It's almost like uh, Las Vegas odds here yeah. determining who will be the next saint, but you'd have to pick a venerable because nobody ever hops from uh, just, uh, I mean, you have to play the pick a, a blessed because nobody hops from venerable to a saint. So of the blessed who are there, um, my, my pick would probably be either uh, Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. because he has so many people In the Knights of Columbus worldwide, actually seeking out his intercession, so he's got many people who think of him and pray just to him. So he's got uh, sort of a a built-in built-in system in order to get him to be a saint. And then there's another one, uh, Blessed Francis Xavier Silos, who uh, uh, lived his life all over the United States, but uh, died in New Orleans, and that's where his cause is. He's a blessed, and they have a pretty solid miracle, in my opinion, uh, that's being considered by Rome. So I think that they may have a leg up in some ways of uh, of a miracle that'll be you know uh, perhaps recognized in the in the years to come here so those would be my top two picks if i were placing a bet in las vegas
2: well i think that a sure thing a sure bet to know is that there will definitely be more saints that are coming from and serving to the Americas, and they are all going to be on the list from Michael O'Neill. Michael, it's a great new book. It's a great resource. How are people going to be able to get a copy for themselves?
15: So people can go to my website, saints.com, or just go to EWTN Religious Catalog, and that website is EWTNRC.com.
2: Sounds great. Well, again, it's a wonderful new book, a great resource about saints in America. And uh, Michael, we sure appreciate all of your time today. Thank you.
1: It is 823 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Well, if you're thinking about getting rid of a car, how about Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program? It could be an old car, a truck, boater, boat, motorcycle, RV. Whatever it is, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Really quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. We have all of the information under our Get Involved menu, vehicle donation, on our website at motterdayradio.com. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org.
0: This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for The Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church.
16: Catch The Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Matardé Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: The morning blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
1: And it is a 26 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there are going to be a lot of smiles on the bluff this coming weekend. We'll tell you why in the news.
2: And final preparations were underway for a weekend open of a new upscale Mexican restaurant in Vancouver. Their plans up in flames. I'll have that story for you plus more coming up in news. Here is Joshua Blakesley and sing alleluia you're listening to david and brenda on the morning blend right here at mater day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary
1: As Joshua Blakesley and sing Alleluia. J30 at Monterey Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news, Pope Francis in his homily for Divine Mercy Sunday encouraged everyone, especially priests, to remember the moments in their lives when they have experienced God's forgiveness and the joy and peace that God's forgiveness brings. The Pope urged meditation on the three times in the Gospels when Jesus uses the greeting, peace be with you. The first of which being Jesus' first encounter with his disciples following his resurrection. The second time Jesus says, peace be with you, is when he gives his disciples the Holy Spirit. And finally, the Pope noted Jesus says, peace be with you, to the Apostle Thomas, who doubted the Lord's resurrection until he was able to put his hands in Jesus' wounds. Now, Divine Mercy Sunday is celebrated. The Sunday after Easter each year was instituted by Pope John Paul II in the year 2000. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, a 20th century Polish nun who received prophetic messages from Christ, received revelations about the infinite mercy of God, coined the Divine Mercy and her obligation to spread the message to the world as recorded in her diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul. And a new documentary highlighting the transformative power of the Holy Eucharist will be debuting for one day only in more than 700 theaters across the United States today. Filmmaker Lucia Gonzalez, well, she shares the story.
9: It's a very special documentary. Uh, it's um movie uh, testimonial uh, about, as you say, uh, five people, uh, one of them is a marriage and the other one are young people who were, who were in the beginning uh, atheist and something uh, happened in, in their lives some years ago uh, and, and going into an uh, Eucharistic adoration, they la- their lives changed in, in a moment.
2: Well, tickets for the 90 minute long Spanish language documentary, which is subtitled in English, can be found through the movie's content distributor in the United States. That's Fathom Events. It's the same company that brought the Christian video series The Chosen to theaters for its Christmas special. Now, you can search for the nearest theater showing the film by going to Fathom's homepage for the film.
1: What's the the title again?
2: It's called Alive. Alive. Yeah interesting okay. beautiful yeah. it, and it looks just from the clips that i was able to see looks to be such a beautiful and just well-produced uh movie man
1: very nice u.s secretary of state anthony blinken and defense secretary lloyd austin traveled to ukraine capital of kiev over the weekend where they met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, making them the highest-level officials to have traveled to the country since the Russian invasion began in late February. Now, the meeting came as Ukrainians attempted to celebrate one of their most important holidays of the year yesterday, Orthodox Easter. Blinken said during the meeting that U.S. diplomats would return to Ukraine this week. Meantime, there are reports that Russian forces struck five railway stations in central and western Ukraine on Monday morning. Russian forces have made only minor advances in eastern Ukraine, but authorities in the country's south-central region have warned Moscow may be planning a new offensive there.
2: Well, large indoor sparklers caused two hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars in damage to Diosa, a new upscale Mexican restaurant in downtown Vancouver Thursday afternoon after a spark ignited ceiling decorations while about sixty people were inside. Vancouver Fire Marshal Heidi Scarpelli said she issued $500 citation to the operator of the pyrotechnic company and installed six cold spark machines which shoot titanium alloy six to seven feet in the air like a sparkler without a permit. Owner Jorge Castro said they plan to use the machines for the restaurant's grand opening and the company he hired was testing them on Thursday. Vancouver's firefighters responded at around noontime to the restaurant after someone inside called 911. Now, everyone was out of the restaurant when firefighters arrived, according to Vancouver Fire spokesman Raymond Egan. Well, he said crews quickly extinguished the fire and prevented it from spreading beyond the restaurant. The restaurant was scheduled to open Tuesday. Now, Castro said Friday he's waiting for the experts to assess all the damage before setting a new opening date but promise they'd work as quickly as possible to be ready for their customers.
1: When you say indoor sparklers, that doesn't seem, those two words don't seem to go together. Not exactly, yeah. no.
2: And uh, I'm not sure how these uh, machines are lit, but apparently there were some uh, arrangements or decorations that were hanging from the ceiling. Uh, what did happen though was the restaurant's overhead sprinkler system mm-hmm. did kick in oh, that's good. and so the the flames were quickly extinguished however now there is some debate about a second door that was not uh available for uh the people who were in the restaurant to leave right. so there's more going on in mm-hmm. that investigation
1: well hopefully they can get reopened
2: soon, i though. hope so yeah it, they've been spending a lot of time i've been following that because uh you know that these restaurants they are just really high-quality foods. There's two other restaurants Mm. owned by the same family in Vancouver. So,
1: Well, it's going to be a big weekend coming up on the Bluff as the University of Portland hosts its first in-person graduation ceremony in two years, the pandemic shutting things down since 2019. In fact, there will be several commencement ceremonies held in the Child Center.
10: Yes, so um, Saturday, April 30th, we're going to honor our Air Force and Army artists, uh with a commissioning ceremony. Then we'll have the School of Nursing. And then Sunday, May 1st, we'll graduate our other, all of our other schools, business, engineering, college of arts and sciences and education. We have a uh, special commencement speaker for the nursing program, Marla Salmon. Dr. Marla Salmon from uh, University of Washington. She's the former dean of the UW uh, Nursing School. So she'll be sharing her wisdom with graduating uh, nursing students
1: Dan Christofferson is the public affairs director at the University of Portland. He says another one of the commencement speakers will be pilot, alum, and actor Kunal Nayar. In 2007, Nayar landed a lead role in the CBS sitcom The Big Bang Theory, which ran until 2019. Nayar graduated from UP in 2003 with a degree in business administration, but he also tried his hand in acting at the University of Portland, and that turned out pretty well for him.
2: Well, Oregon's best known and largest city grew by 5% between 2016 and 2021, slightly more than the state overall growth 4.7%. However, Portland's population declined slightly at the end of that five-year span. Migration toward the suburbs and so-called Zoom towns may have contributed to slowing growth in the urban center recently. Well, Oregon cities with 500,000, excuse me, with 5,000 or more residents in 2021 that enjoyed the most growth of late, well, that was led by the city of Estacada, then Kink City, Happy Valley, Redmond, then Madras. All grew by more than 23% since 2016. And only four cities of 5,000 or more residents lost population in the past 5 years. The southern Oregon town of talent dropped by 9% due to tragic wildfires in the fall of 2020, followed by Coos Bay, Grande, and Corvallis. Hmm, interesting. I was surprised to see Corvallis on that list. But, you know, that population, I think, kind of grows yeah. and then recedes as kids are in yeah, school. Yeah, because it's a
1: college town, so it kind of ebbs and flows. You know why they call them Zoom towns? Why is that? Because that's where people who could work from home were able to move to those towns and still do their job via Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. I
2: love that term. I'm not quite sure why that was, but yeah. I figured it meant, you know, Zooming around or yeah. in and out, but that makes perfect sense. It is amazing how far people can work now. I have know people whose jobs are completely out of state, yeah. and they do all their work locally from home.
1: Exactly. Well, in sports, second-ranked Oregon State sits alone in first place in the Pac-12 baseball standings. This after the Beavers swept Washington in a three-game weekend series in Corvallis. Sunday's 7-1 win over the Huskies secured their first-place position over Stanford and Oregon. The 10th-ranked Ducks were tied with Oregon State, but lost two of three to Washington State, including Sunday's 8-7 to defeat. Oregon hosts the Beavers in a non-conference midweek game tomorrow. And big weekend for the University of Portland baseball. The Pilots swept Pacific in a three-game home series, which wrapped up yesterday with a 5-3. to Portland win at Joe Etzel Field.
2: Visions of St. Faustina that would later be defined as divine mercy devotion. It inspired St. John Paul II to establish Divine Mercy Sunday. Of course, we celebrated just this past Sunday, always the second Sunday of Easter. On December 16th, though, 1936, St. Faustina wrote in her diary about how she offered her day For Russia. And it said, I have offered this day for Russia. I have offered all my sufferings and prayers for that poor country. After Holy Communion, Jesus said to me, I cannot suffer that country any longer. Do not tie my hands, my daughter. I understood that if it had not been for the prayers of souls that are pleasing to God, that whole nation would have already been reduced to nothingness. Oh, how I suffer for that nation which has banished God from its borders. Well, this entry was only a few days after Joseph Stalin signed the constitution, the Soviet Union on December 5th. And during that same year, Stalin began what would later be called the Great Purge, where 750,000 people were killed for their opposition to the government. Well, the good news Jesus' divine mercy triumphs over all, and that the prayers of souls that are pleasing to God can help turn the tide in any war, and even convert the hearts of the leaders of Russia.
1: Isn't it amazing? Way back then, Russia still... In the 30s, yeah. right? Hmm.
2: Boy, just we have to continue to pray for this yeah. situation, too. We're two months now into this invasion of Ukraine, and boy, every day on the news, you see how that, that just kind of keeps on continuing.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: Well, if you want to get dessert for dinner, part of that fundraiser of Catholic Community Services of Springfield, you need to place your order by this Saturday. Catholic Community Services of Lane County invites you to have dessert for dinner while supporting The organization's work to meet the needs of Lane County residents in need. Make a donation of $35 suggested to receive a dessert sampler box with eight servings of desserts like cupcake, cookie sandwiches, mini bundt cakes, chocolate bar, and more. That sounds really excellent. Yes, it does. Now, everyone who participates does get to vote in choosing this year's People's Choice for the best dessert. Last day again to order is April 30th, while supplies last. Pickup date is Saturday, March 14th. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar on the Hail Mary media app or on our webpage, materdayradio.com.
1: So today, the feast day of St. Mark. So you had a great idea. We're going to talk about some marks in our second cup. It's after the forecast.
16: No one likes to talk about death, and no one wants to plan for a funeral. But planning a funeral is much like planning for another major event in your life. I'm Priscilla Rodriguez, the Outreach and Special Projects Coordinator for Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. As we have gathered in our churches to celebrate the death of the Lord until He comes again, so our departed ones are gathered in our cemeteries to await the resurrection. All of us at Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services are here to help you pre-plan your funeral arrangements. The benefits of pre-planning are many. At Mount Calvary Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, pre-need burial space and services may be made calmly and responsibly. The program allows you to select only those goods and services you want, prevents the possibility of emotional overspending, and removes the financial burden from those responsible for your arrangements at the time of need. To find out more information, please go to our webpage at ccpdxor.com. Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, Pastoral and Compassionate Care.
12: Support from Watch Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com.
1: One of the many ways you can help Mater Dei Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at MotterdayRadio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. And it is 8 45 at Motrade Radio. Well, showers today, not real heavy, I don't think, but it is going to be kind of a drizzly day, a high of 60 degrees. 30% chance of rain tonight, mostly cloudy skies, low of 44, and then kind of a repeat tomorrow, 60% chance of showers, made a little breezy, high of 55, and about the same for Wednesday.
2: Currently, it is 53 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver.
1: And it is 50 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. See, that's St. Mark's.
2: I like how you did that. Yes.
0: Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Dei Radio is brewing a second cup of the Morning Blend
2: definitely on a Monday morning, it is time for a second cup. <laughs> yes. Well, we heard on Alatea at our 8 o'clock hour that today is the Feast of St. Mark. Now, St. Mark is one of the writers of the gospel uh, of in the New Testament. Of course, we hear, you know, the different cycles every Sunday, the writers of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, in that Gospel of Mark, it's one of the first that really tells us the passion narrative in as much detail. And he shares that story of the death of Jesus and also kind of the uh, the figure whose death and Abandoned by all of his his followers. And we really get that message in the story of Mark, the way that it was written down. So uh he is uh our our Saint Mark. We love him dearly, but you know, there have been many people, David, since that time. Yeah, who've been named after that great saint.
14: Mm-hmm. So I
2: thought in today's second cup we might have a little fun today, have okay. a little bit of a quiz. I've got some clues for you. And then you tell me if uh, you can name that mark.
1: Oh, I like this. Okay. All right. So
2: here we go. Here's your first set of clues. Yes. His uh, famous saying is known as, give every day the chance to become the most beautiful of your life. He also was a great writer of books like Joan of Arc and great characters like Tom Sawyer huck
14: finn
1: oh i think i have this one mark twain
2: mark twain is absolutely correct he wrote this beautiful book people don't realize that he wrote about saints and he has this beautiful book about saint joan of arc oh i didn't know that very very interesting so nice. yeah there you go that's right. a very good one all right let's see here if we can do uh yeah i think you're probably going to get this one okay uh this famous mark the force was with him <laughs>
1: That would be Mark Hamill.
2: Mark Hamill. I'm impressed you know that because you're not a Star Wars kind of a person.
1: Yeah, but that's such an iconic movie that I I did see the very first one back in the day. What was that? 70, man, 76. 76, I think that one came out. 76, 77. So Mark Hamill, uh, he's been in uh, recent television commercials. I don't know if you've seen those. I'm trying to think of the name of the commercial. And he's with the... uh one of the guys who plays captain kirk who's the british actor
2: oh um well uh, oh. let's see captain kirk yeah I mean, the... I mean well there's chris pine plays the yeah younger no this captain was before kirk. that
1: Then the tv series star trek Fatner. no no
2: okay i don't know okay
1: plays captain kirk oh he's a british actor come on sounds like no i don't know i'll have to look it up i forget i'll, I'll figure luke yeah he, captain kirk all
2: right, you're going right, to have to I'm gonna look gonna that Google one up. up you're yeah. Googling that one. While you're Googling, do not look this one up. Okay. Okay, here we go. Three clues here. Okay. USC, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Eagles, and the Jets.
1: Whoa. So say again now?
2: Started at USC. I don't think this is in order, but these are all of his teams. Right. The Bears, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Eagles, and the Jets.
1: Is this Mark Sanchez?
2: Mark Sanchez. There you go. Very good. Boy, that kind of threw you for a moment. I, I thought I, I had you. I had to
1: think about that.
2: Oh, all right. Here we go. Let's keep on going. Let's see here. Mark san he got around a lot, though, was... um but he had a lot of seasons in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't
2: think he played for any of these teams for uh more than a couple of seasons. I think the Jets and the Eagles maybe his longer two stints. So.
1: Yeah, I think he's retired now too.
2: Yes, he most definitely is. Okay, here we go. Let's get to, let's get your music on here, David. See if you can figure okay. this one out. By playing his guitar, he got his money for nothing.
1: <laughs> Mark Knopfler. That's
2: Mark Knopfler. Yeah, very I good. I didn't uh, didn't know that. I love I love Dire Straits. I love lots of music and musical groups. I rarely know the individual yeah. names of the of the yeah. band. People. Mark
1: Knopfler, great guitar player. oh
2: Absolutely. Of course, Money for Nothing has got that great guitar solo in its opening. So
1: I want to go back to Captain Kirk.
2: Captain Kirk. Yes. So he
1: he wasn't Captain Kirk, but he was the captain of the Enterprise in the TV show.
2: I said Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Is
1: that? Yeah. Okay. Who's the actor?
2: His name is? That's
1: what I'm thinking of. Okay, now yeah. doggone See, it, put sorry. me on the spot.
2: <laughs> but anyways, nonetheless, yes, that that's actor. That's who I was thinking of. And that's right, and yeah. and Mark Hamill. Oh, That's right, they were in the Battle of Wills over, yeah. a, what, like, a fast food or yeah, something it was, like that? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Next clue. Cade Yeager, he was a Transformer. Okay. Mike Williams, oil rigger. Mickey Ward, the fighter.
1: yeah. I know you're talking about Mark Wahlberg, Mark
2: Wahlberg, and Father Stu, and add Father Stu to that long list. Yeah. That's right. Okay, well, it looks like we have time for one more. One more. Here we go, David. Okay. Even though he dropped out of college, social network made him billions.
1: <laughs> yes, that's uh, Mark. Uh, oh. Mark. Uh, Big Z. Oh yeah, Mark Z.
2: Mark Zuckerberg. Mark,
1: Mark Zuckerberg.
2: Still that's making it. money, too. Yes, uh, he is. I uh, still have uh, my so my Facebook account, but I rarely post on it anymore. I just kind of lurk now. I don't get too active in it because it takes up too much time.
1: Yeah, that's true. So good for All you. All
2: right. All right. Well, there's some famous marks. And if you are in uh, prayer today, well, please say a special prayer to uh, St. Mark. And happy feast day. if Your name is Mark. Hope you enjoyed today's Second
4: Cup. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
12: from heaven the peaceful place to shop for all things catholic blessings from heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other catholic items to choose from located on the corner of third and southwest tucker avenue in beaverton blessings from heaven is open tuesday through saturday for more information call 503-644-1814
1: would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Dei Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at
0: materderadio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio.
1: It is 855 at Mater Day Radio. I would like to apologize to all of you Star Trek fans out there for my lack of knowledge on Captain Kirk's. So it was Patrick Stewart.
2: That's his name. That's
1: the actor that we were trying to think of. So anyway. There you have it. Showers today, high of 60 degrees. More showers tonight, low of 44, and then about a 60% chance of rain on Tuesday decreases to 20% on Wednesday. It is currently 54 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing our show today here is P.J. Anderson, and your grace is amazing. You're listening to Mater Day Radio.
5: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. was grace, grace that taught
14: my heart, heart to fear,
5: embrace fears, really. precious, dear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace feel the hour I Your grace is amazing Your grace is amazing
1: Is PJ Anderson and your grace is amazing. a 59 at Monterey Radio. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into the morning blend this morning. David and Brenda with you. We appreciate it. You know, when the very first episode of Star Trek aired, this is pretty amazing to me.
2: 1967.
1: Very close. When? 66. It's
2: 1966 before my time, David.
1: (laughs) Yes, that goes back a ways. That's amazing to think about that. But anyway, yeah, I just, you think about how old it goes.
2: Oh, well, yeah, we're all getting older for sure. (laughs) Well, we hope you have a very blessed Monday afternoon.